just think about today, this week, and this month. That's all I want you to think about. And as a person who is a planner and a forward thinker and someone who is very, very difficult being in the present, I try really hard. It's always my goal. But if I actually just think about today, I'm not worried. Like I have this beautiful growing baby who is perfectly made exactly as he or she is meant to be. And I'm not worried about today. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Hello, friends. At the time of this airing, it's been about a week and a half since we found out that our third baby has Down syndrome. So about three weeks ago, we knew that there were heart issues, there was a brain cyst, there were some bowel issues, but we also knew that those could all be fixed. Maybe it was surgery afterwards, maybe it would just clear up while I was still pregnant. And honestly, when they rattled up the stats, it didn't bother me. Like those were all stats. Those happened to other people. Those are things that don't happen to us. And I was in a really good spot until it was completely definitive. Our genetic counselor called and let us know just right off the bat, she got to the point and let us know that all of these things, they have figured it out. Our baby has Down syndrome. And it was hard news to hear. Um, I don't even really remember the next three or four minutes. Colin was so strong and was able to like get the appointment set up and figure out what our next steps were, get insurance lined up. And I really don't know what happened. And I think a lot of what we'll talk about in this episode is just how people cope, but also how you can support the people who are going through things that are a lot like this. And we all go through hard things. You know, Abby is sitting here right now and she's in it. But I'm sure that a lot of you have been through something that you weren't sure you could make it through. It looks different for all of us. Or maybe right now you have a friend or a family member, someone you know that is going through something that you just cannot imagine. I think a really common reaction for us is that we want to make it better. So walking alongside Abby and hearing her news on Thursday, I knew one thing for certain. I couldn't make it better for her. Like she was going to have to go through this, but I just let her know right away. Like I am here. I'm going to sit here with you. The hardest thing, and Abby and I have talked about it, is that we couldn't be together. We were just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on our favorite app <laughs> talking. But I just wanted her to know, like, I'm going to sit here on day one of finding this out, and then I'll be there in 10 years saying, like, do you and Colin need a break? You know? Um, so one of our main things that we want to get across today is that Sometimes you just have to let your people sit in really hard things without making them see the silver lining. Mm -hmm. We can't make their silver lining for them. That's going to be their journey and a journey that Abby and Colin have just started. And I have to admit that 
those first days sucked. <laughs> like they absolutely sucked. But allowing myself to just sit in all those feelings and not just try to rush past it. I'm a person who likes to rush past things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel this feeling and then I'm going to move on. Like I have exactly 35 minutes. Let's go. I'm going to feel <laughs> on it the clock. on the clock, uh, you know, get really sad, Abby, and then move on. And with grief, with any type of grief, regardless of the grief that you're going through, there's a loss. There's a loss with so many of these things. And by being able to sit in it, and I'm still sitting in it, like by the hour, people keep asking like, oh, how was today? And I'm like, if you would have asked me two hours ago, it'd be a completely different answer than it is right now. It's like, have I cried yet today? Only a little bit. Yesterday, not the same story. And I think that just with people, I mean, everyone's going to be going through these things in different ways. Um, even just the differences between my husband and I, because I'm seeing how he is firsthand, obviously, going through this news as an extrovert versus an introvert. I mean, we could give an entire podcast on how yeah. just those personality traits right there go through news differently. Let's dig into that a little bit, because I know that when you heard that your baby has Down syndrome, your mind immediately flashed to 30 or 40 years down the mm -hmm. road. You saying, I just feel a complete loss of freedom thinking that my child is going to be living with us in 30 or 40 years. Is that a thought that you're still struggling with? Or have you put that? Are you trying to put those on the shelf? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are good questions. And I also just want to start off with saying this news, I mean, literally we're recording this and it hasn't even been a week. So I don't know all the right things to say. I don't know what our future looks like. Like I have never been personally connected with anybody who has Down syndrome, which I think is why it's so scary to Colin and I. All of his experiences have just been negative and my experiences have been zero. So because of that, I think there's just so much unknown and uncertainty that I just don't know the diagnosis as much. But I'm also a person that's ready to prepare myself with it. Like I, I'm getting the books. They're in my Amazon cart. I wish that Prime was working much faster <laughs> right now. Um, so many of you have reached out and are sending me resources. And those that's how I cope, is like learning the information and being able to be best prepared. But right away, Amy, I did. I am a person who loves freedom. It's one of my main values in life. And I was looking at this pregnancy of, I feel so trapped right now because I can't go on my baby moon. I'm going to feel trapped when this baby comes because I'll be breastfeeding for a year and I can't leave for four days. And then with Down syndrome, I felt trapped because I'm wondering if this, if our child is going to be living with us for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I just don't know. So I think that feeling of freedom has just been kind of like the biggest um, factor in all of this. And one of our, so Laura Jean, she's our genetic counselor over at the hospital. And one of the things that she said that I thought was silly when she brought it up at first, but she said, Abby, just think about today, this week and this month. That's all I want you to think about. And as a person who is a planner and a forward thinker and someone who is very, very difficult being in the present, I try really hard. It's <laughs> always my goal. But if I actually just think about today, I'm not worried. Like I have this beautiful growing baby who is perfectly made exactly as he or she is meant to be, and I'm not worried about today. Next week, I have probably four or five hours of doctor appointments, so I'm just a little bit worried about that. And the next month, I don't know, Colin booked all my appointments, so I don't even know what the next month will look like. But just really being in it today and focusing on today has helped a ton with just moving moving through this and and being in a better spot. I think two things came to my mind as we're talking. Number one is that Abby 
has just felt like she is going to move through this with us. And so I have told her a hundred times, you don't have to talk about this. We don't have to do this. We could even stop the podcast for a month. Like just to say, you guys, we have given her all of the space and she feels like this is something that she wants to talk about. And then number two, I thought something really insightful. You were telling me a woman said, before long, there's going to be a day where you're going to think and you're going to say, you know what? I didn't even cry today. And there is that hope that that's where you're moving toward. Because when I was hearing you just say, like, if you asked me two hours ago, that made a lot of sense. I think that's a really important point for people that are supporting others that are going through a hard thing. It's like if you checked on her on Friday and she seemed great, maybe that's not how she's going to be on Sunday. So to keep showing up as they're wading through the really tough things. And I think even asking. So some of the kindest comments have been, I have no words, but what can I do or where can I help or how can I be? How can I be here? And with COVID-19, it's just so much harder because we can't see people face to face. Like that makes it so much more difficult. But the support that you can give um, in any situation, like maybe you are going through a child that has a tricky diagnosis. Maybe you're going through a death in the family. Maybe you're going through a loss of a job. Maybe you're going through just a loss of identity with yourself or transitions of the future. Like there's, this can all look different. So put this whole episode into your own life, what you're going through or what a close friend is going through as we speak through some of these different ways that we're talking um, and different ways that we're coping and have the ability to help cope. But people are going to say the wrong things. Like just, they're going to say the wrong things. And it's not because they mean to hurt you. They just, they either don't know what to say and they're fumbling or that's the way that they would like to be talked to or they think they would like to be spoken to. Or they're trying to make it better. Or oh, that's the biggest one, Ames. Like they're trying to make it better because they don't want to see you in pain. They see you in pain. They see your voice shaking. They see you crying and they don't want to see you there anymore. So what they're trying to do is fix it so that you feel better. Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong that they think that way. But honestly, getting through these and really just sitting in it is the only way that you're going to be able to recover completely and be able to come to grips with whatever you're going through right now. Um, even just in our families, like it's so interesting how my parents are working and supporting us versus Colin's parents because they are very opposite people. Um, I've joked about this on the podcast before, but I have no idea how Colin and I can parent together because we grew up in literally polar opposite households. But where Colin's family wants to fix everything and make sure that their son's life is going to be as easy as possible, my family is like you're in this position. There's no coincidences in life, Abby. Like, what can we do though? Like, what can we do? And they also haven't been reaching out to me. Like they're waiting for me to reach out um, because I asked them to right away at the beginning. I'm like, I'm being overwhelmed right now with so much gratitude that you constantly calling me every hour is going to make it more difficult to get through this process. So just ask, like, I think just asking um, as difficult as it may be can sometimes really help just in those early stages. And I know when Abby was going to share her news and she felt like her and Colin were prepared to do so. That was one of my warnings. I'm like, I've been doing this Instagram thing a long time. I know people are going to say the wrong thing. So you guys have to be prepared in your camp to take it as 
give people the benefit of the doubt that they tried, they showed up, they just haven't practiced. You know, everyone in Abby's and Colin's family, they have no practice. This is never, they've never had this happen. So one of Abby and I's favorite quotes is that the grandparents, they, this is their first time too. So to soften your heart and take it in. And that's not to say that you can't speak up. You know, if someone says the wrong things, mom, that really hurt my feelings the way you Mm -hmm. said that. Mm -hmm. Or mom, I'm really asking you for some space right now. And that's all I need from you. Say those things, you guys, but it's everyone's first time going through this with Abby. So there is a a huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. And I'm comfortable doing that with people who are close to us because I know we're going to continue conversations. And others, I literally have just had a basket put aside of the this is not for me right now basket. And they'll say it. They'll say whatever it is. And it's not comfortable for me. It's not supporting me right now. Maybe it will in the future. I'm going to put it in this basket and I'll come back to it. And just by being able to put those in different, I'm a category person, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> I know a lot, Google Doc. <laughs> a lot of you are new <laughs> listeners over here. Um, I'm just from recent information, but very, very type A. I like to have things in their place and having that physical bucket. I mean, obviously it's literal, but I can see the bucket of these are all the things I'm just going to come back to. Um, so put yourself in that position too. If something isn't sitting well with you, don't dwell on those things. Like focus in on the things that are helping you. There are comments floating through my mind, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of comments that Friday was awful. Um, Saturday was really rough until we shared the news. And those dozens and dozens of comments are just what pulled me through Saturday night and made Sunday one of like the best days since we've heard about the information. I liked what our therapist said, our friend Tracy, when she was like, sometimes some of those comments just Picture them as a car that's just moving past Mm -hmm. you. Like, that one's not for me. I'm not receiving that. I don't need that. And let that, like, scoot on by you because really that's going to be the best way to deal with it is to not even deal with it. To that point, has there been things that you guys have found to be really helpful that your friends, your community people are doing for you? Oh, so many. And these are the things that I just like love to think about. And they bring, they bring a smile to my face. Like I'm instantly just thinking about what people have done. It made me feel so good. Um, My friend, Anna, she came over and just sat in my driveway and talked with me, like dropped off protein balls and just talked with me. Um, Amy, you bringing me maternity clothes so that I could not wear my husband's sweatpants for a day. Like right now, we just feel slummy. Like my hair hasn't been cut in six months and my eyebrows are overgrown. So wearing something that's like tight, form fitting, where I can feel like sexy and amazing in my pregnancy, that felt so good. I'm in our daycare. So our daycare, we let her know like probably an hour or two after we got the phone call because one of the big things in my mind was, Am I going to have to quit my job? Like, do special needs children need to go to different daycares? Like, I don't, I don't know any of these things. Again, we just, we haven't had anybody close to us go through this type of path. And she instantly said, Abby, why would this change anything? Like, why would this change anything? Um, we found out that she has a background with special needs children. Like, had no idea about that. Like, all these things just lining up. 
she sent us home and she wrote us this really sweet note that she would take our kids overnight right now. Um, obviously with COVID-19, we can't be doing a whole bunch of play dates and everything, but our kids have been going to daycare because it's just our two kids and another two kids. And she wants to take the kids overnight. So we're like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what's so interesting in all of this is that people are showing love in the way that they feel comfortable showing love. And it looks different for every person. So some, it's just being with us, just literally sitting next to us, letting us talk and cry and scream and say the things that we need to say. For others, it's sending us meals. Like we've had so many meals just dropped on our front porch or Venmos to get food brought in right now. Like that, not having to think about making dinner and having food on the table right now, like that just means everything to us. Um, Colin is the main cook in our family. And right now his way of dealing with everything is kind of avoiding right now. So he's a true introvert and he's just needing to take a break and just be by himself. So we had pizza for multiple meals in a row, um, which isn't what we need to do. It doesn't make us feel good. It's, you know, it's just, it's not what we need to do. So the fact that people brought over like their home cooked meals and sent us food was just so amazing. And we love it. Like all of these notes and comments do not go unnoticed. Like those stay with us when we're not feeling strong and we're able to like kind of dig those into the pile and be like, this is what we need right now. I've screenshotted so many of your comments and texts. Like I can't even tell you in one year when my time hop shows up and I'm getting all of these, I'm just going to be able to like sit there and cry and be like, wow, this is where I was. This is, this is what helped. These, this is the information that helped. Um, and focusing in on those because those feel really, really good right now. The tears that we've cried because we feel the love from the community is so strong. So we just have to thank you guys Completely. for like coming and wrapping your arms around Abby in a way that, you know, we never expected for this to be a thing where when Abby needed it the most, she had it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was like one day, you know, like it's overnight. I mean, things can change in a blink of an eye. Amy, I know you've had experience with this in your past too, where one day life is one way and the next day life is completely different. And we've all had those types of experiences. Like think back in your life to a time when things were going smooth sailing. You're almost like things are almost too good right now. And then something stops you in your tracks. You lose control. That life plan is all of a sudden going down a different direction. Is it the wrong direction sure feels like it right then sure feels like it right then um but there really is no coincidences and there's a purpose with all of this right now as hard as it is to really sink into that and feel that right now and when you are going through really hard things i was telling abby i have an older brother that passed away the people that showed up i can specifically remember every like coffee that was brought over or every ride that someone gave me because they didn't want me to be alone. Every, every text message or phone call that I couldn't even answer. Like I can tell you who sent them though. Um, so even if the person's not ready to receive it or you feel like it's unheard, it's not unheard. It's just they're going through something that's really hard. And I think as a community, again, we want 
to fix things. So if you're not hearing back from somebody, it doesn't mean that they're not hearing it at all. And knowing who those individuals are is like one of the most beautiful parts about being humans and being like mankind, um, that we can support each other when things are really, really amazing. But we can also support each other when things just totally suck. Uh, A lot of people have asked just like, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing right now? Um, And some hours I'm not okay. Like some hours I'm really not okay. It changes by the hour, by the afternoon. Um, some hours I feel like I can take on the world. And I'm like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And the emotional roller coaster is just so real. People talk about this emotional roller coaster. And I'm guessing that being pregnant does not help in these situations just with the hormones. Um, but there's also a lot of hours that pass that I have no idea what I did. Like I think on Friday, I stared at a wall for about five hours, like zero idea what I did. Social media hadn't been pulled up. I had zero emails that I covered. I didn't exercise. Like, I don't know what I did. Like, almost like I blacked out. Um, And Colin said that he, like, kept on, like, walking by. His way of coping is to avoid. So he's been watching a lot of movies, playing a lot of video games, um, not talking to people. So if you've called Colin and he hasn't called you back, that is, like, so normal. He hears it. He loves it. He tells me every single night. He's like, I've heard from this person, this person, and this person today. I can't wait to call them when I'm ready. And to hear like your husband, who's like the rock in your relationship, like someone who's so strong, say those things. I'm like, this is this is real. Like everyone is really dealing with these things differently. Um, I was talking with my counselor about this because I'm the type of person who I want to say everything that's on my mind. I want to really sink into it. I will cry and cry and cry. Like my eyes burned yesterday. Like they did not stop being read a whole bunch of people commented on my story being like your eyes look so blue that happens after I cry too I joked I'm like yeah I think it's like the bloodshot red that's just making the color stand out right now (laughs) (laughs) it looks really good I'm really patriotic in my eyes right now but Colin isn't there yet and my counselor was like because he's an extra or because you're an extrovert Abby and he's an introvert sometimes people go through these things differently and it might take him up to a month and hearing that I was like a month like come on as an extrovert I just want to judge it and be like get over it. Like, let's get into it. Like, let's be sad together. Let's talk about all the things. Let's scream from the top of the roof. What is on our mind? But then I understand that other people aren't like that and that he needs to go through this exactly as he's going through it right now. All that I do know is that being positive does not mean that you have to be happy all the time. But being positive also means that you know that there is going to be a really good reason for what is going on and what is happening. And if I'm being totally honest, I don't see that every hour of the day quite yet. Like I'm not quite there. But on the hours that I know that there's a greater purpose and that there's no coincidence and that this is all part of the plan, I feel really, really good at that. And I'm looking forward to the day where more hours are spent in that space (laughs) than in the space of doubt and thinking that I'm not strong enough and thinking that I'm not the right person for this job or have the right skill set to take on a special needs child or the right patience or calm or energy to be this baby's best mama. Because that goes through my mind a lot right now. Like it goes through my mind a lot. 
And I know that I'm not alone. I know that these are thoughts that happen right away, but it still doesn't make you feel very good. The community of, you know, hashtag the lucky few. Um, you're amazing. Like the things that you are saying, the gift baskets that are being sent, like so many organizations just reach out in this time um, for free, like completely for free. I'm getting books sent from, you know, Jack's Basket and organizations right in Madison letting us know that as soon as they can open the doors again after coronavirus, that we're going to be the first ones to be able to come in and be new members here. And part of me is like, I don't want to be part of your stupid club right now. <laughs> I don't want to be part of this club. I don't want VIP access. But also looking at those adorable Down syndrome babies on Instagram, it just makes me cry happy tears because I know once this baby comes, I'm going to love him or her so much. It's just the waiting game from now until then. That is really hard for my personality right now. <laughs> We know that this has been an incredibly tough, tear-filled episode, but Abby and I also, before it started, we said to each other, we're not going to spin this one positive because sometimes life knocks you on your butt and you're just not quite ready to get up yet. So we wanted to sit with it and show you guys like that sometimes it's time that is going to make things better. And that's where we are right now today. And that was also a big reason, Amy, why I did want to share this publicly, share it on a podcast, share it on Instagram, because I'm documenting my thoughts right now that one year from now, two years from now, five years from now, I can go back and see where I was in these early, early days, like see my actual thoughts in these early days and be so proud of myself with how far I've been able to go. And also to help other people who are going through these same strange waters that they just don't really know what, our, what it's going to look like, to be able to navigate those right away from the start. Because I know so many people are out there. I know this because they've told me. They've told me that they got their Down syndrome diagnosis three months ago and just have told family and friends that they still haven't told anybody and they're due in a couple of weeks. Um, but just so that they can also go through this and not feel so alone in all of this, um, because I have not felt alone. Like that is the beauty of the podcast community and the Instagram community and the lucky few community is that you don't feel alone when you go through these things because there are so many people who have the resources that you need right now, a month from now and a year from now. Um, to be honest, I'm really overwhelmed with a lot of the information, though. It's It's been really good information. There's just so much coming from all over. I started with a Google spreadsheet and an Excel document, and then I just was like, I can't do this right now. So on the Herself podcast Instagram account, we're going to put up a post. And if you have a resource, even if you've shared it with me in the past, put it underneath there. Maybe it's a book or someone's account to follow. Maybe it's a poem that really meant a whole lot to you. Anything that you have, um, I know that I'm going to be able to look through these and absolutely take in all the information. Just right today, I'm not there yet. 